Booyaka show? <laughs> Kawabaka show? Yeah, eat my shorts. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, VG Empire 38 after a break for the holiday break. Austin powered <laughs> myself. Uh, this is uh, Brett Elston host along with three guests. Mm-hmm. Um, three ghosts. Let's go. <laughs> let's go counter. Let's go counterclockwise here. Allow myself to introduce myself. <laughs> um, Dave Rudd. Uh, Henry Gilbert. Um, Italian artist CNT speaker. Just <laughs> um, <laughs> trying. To yeah, that song. Until I heard that. Hey, hey. Yeah. I forgot it was a Genesis track. Yeah. Until that yeah. Point. It sounded like a, uh, like a Green Day song. Like a Green uh, Day definitely. Song. It had a uh, a very pop punk thing going on. With, yeah. uh, that is uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: The Hyperstone Heist, which was a Sega Genesis game. But that's jumping ahead a bit. But it's such a great. <laughs> Such a great song uh, that I wanted to introduce the episode with it. That is um, Masahiro Ikariko. Mm. Very very easy to say, actually. Ikariko. Um, for the Sega Genesis first. Now, Teenage Mutant Turtles Hyperstone Heist is from an era where the Genesis and Super NES games would be very different. Mm-hmm. And so it was not just a different game. Turtles in Time versus Hyperstone Heist. Mm-hmm. Different composers, different game. Different turtles. I was Interesting. Very, yeah, I was jealous that I had to settle for Hyperstone Heist instead of Turtles in Time. Ah, yeah. Yeah, you did get the short end of that stick, buddy. Interesting. But this episode is all about Ninja Turtles. Um, for no particular reason, other than over the break, I realized how much good music there was in Ninja Turtles games. Mm-hmm. And thanks to this new cartoon that came out in 2012 um, at a big showing at San Diego Comic-Con as well. Uh, that Ninja Turtles are kind of back in the spotlight a bit. The new mm-hmm. toys are actually pretty cool, I have to say. Well, yeah. a couple, I've seen a couple at friends' house. They're actually pretty neat. Well, I, I know <laughs> I said it on another show. Nickelodeon, in case you did not know, have purchased the Ninja Turtles. Oh, yeah, a while ago. Yeah. And I'm seeing a lot of new Ninja Turtles merchandise. But then like a flurry of my Ninja Turtles merchandise with like a little Nickelodeon tag on it. So Nickelodeon is fully recognized to simultaneously make products for me yeah. and kids. With yeah. the old sneering Ninja Turtles. Yeah, but seriously, how many people do that? With, with, well, with I think properties. they saw. Well, Star Wars did really good sure. doing stuff like but that. But Star Wars didn't. They, I mean, I grew up when there wasn't new Star Wars stuff. It was just. Well, that old shows Star you Wars just stuff. how old you are. Then. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. <laughs> so in uh, the mid '90s, they made those old Star Wars toys to appeal to the people who bought the Kenner toys in the which late. Which is weird because the power look- of the Force line is how I got really into Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, me too. I me was too. like, I knew the movies and liked them in a general sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, never really had any toy options. I, yeah, I had no physical representation of that other than a VHS tape. And then when those Power of the Force toys came out, I just flipped my lid and was like, oh, I'm all over this. Um, but speaking of Booyakasha, which was before we get too much further into the show, I did want to point this out. So he doesn't say Kawabunga anymore. Mm-hmm. He says Booyakasha. And uh, which, I mean, I do, that's, bodacious. That's, that's the biggest gripe I think people yeah. have. Oh my god. Were you ever going to talk about the voice talent in the... Yeah, it's the, Jason Biggs as Leonardo. And Raphael as Sean Astin. Yes, Samwise wow. Ganji. And Sean. The, but the biggest one is that Nolan North is Krang. God, wow. <laughs> which Krang is two A's now for yes. some reason. I'm like, they it also says Krang 1. Did they lose the trademark on regular Krang and we're just like... Just yeah, I'm living in this guy's stomach. I'll get <laughs> I'll get those turtles. <laughs> he's wow. shown... I bet he's doing the painting. I know he's more versatile than that. Uh, Donatello is Rob Paulson. Yes. Whoa, oh. wait a minute. Wow. Wait. Rob Paulson, but he did Leo back... No, yeah, wait. No, no, no. no. Lee, he wasn't Leo. No, he wasn't any of them. He was Raph. Rob Paulson was Raph back in the day. Oh, no, he was. Actually. Yeah, sorry. You yeah, can, see? Told you, see? Jesus, Henry? All right. Friends here. I drank a whole club. I'm a little surly. But no, yeah, Rob Paulson's like the Rob Do you know who April O'Neil is? Egg. 
Anne. Anne? From Arrested oh, Development. Her? Her? <laughs> yeah. Really? I was hoping somebody uh, would do it. Her? Her? Really? <laughs> oh, really? Is yes. she? Her? From Arrested Development and Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> is she, though? Baron Mae Whitman. Um, yeah, looks Baxter Stockman is Phil Lamar? Oh, my God. <laughs> well, Phil Lamar has gotten... He's now at that level where oh, yeah. he's the, in every the show. Vamp? Uh, 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 spider Bites is Lewis Black? <laughs> what? Wow. Uh, I'm interested. I'm uh, we got to watch this. I'm kind of interested. Let's just watch Clancy the show. Brown is Chris, Chris Bradford. And Dr. Anybody? Tyler Rockwell is Frank Welker. Mm-hmm. Big wow. surprise. Uh, but anyway, game music, everybody. Oh, yes. But 23 uh, years ago. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. So Ninja Turtles, obviously, like, can't... Like, as a kid, I was in, you know... Everything came in waves. It was I was into He Man, I was into Transformers, but Ninja Turtles was the first thing that I was just absolutely infatuated with and had Ninja Turtles bed sheets, Ninja Turtles trash yep. can, Ninja Turtles yeah. fan, Ninja Turtles yeah. toys, yeah. TV dinners, medical e- alert bracelet, <laughs> medical the, alert, did you have those, life alert, like everything I could get. Did you have the mutagen like pudding? If it said Ninja Turtles on it, that's all I wanted. I like for Christmas it was. If it doesn't have Michelangelo or Godzilla on it, get it out of my I house. I believe Brett was on record for beating up any ninja who tries to take his crunchy food. Yes, yeah. the pizza crunchabungas. <laughs> um, did you, um, yes. you have the blimp? Yes. yes oh, I, love uh, that blimp. I literally had everything, because that's all I wanted. I was, I'm obsessed oh, with And ninja the pizza turtles. shooting Yes, pizza, the pizza thrower. Pizza thrower. I was, I was describing earlier today to Carolyn the first Ninja Turtles board game. Oh, yeah, that, yeah with, the, with the flipping... The flippy dice thing. Yeah, the flippy dice well, it's thing. it's great because she goes like, yeah, I, I still have in my parents' house this Pizza Power video, uh, Pizza Power board game. I'm like, okay, well, I had what was the first one. I started describing <laughs> it to her, and she's like, and I go like, and it had this weird seesaw thing with dice, and she's like, that's the Pizza Power game. And I'm like, oh. She's like, yes, <laughs> I, I still have it. And I'm like, okay, well, let's go play it. <laughs> um, but so way back. So this is like, imagine... I mean, I don't know what the equivalent is like for little kids today. Po- Pokemans, maybe? Mm. Just something you totally UGO. got. UGO. Pokemon, uh, I think, is a good one that Naruto, took over live. Naruto. Mm-hmm. One Piece. Naruto. I, I don't know. But, but just something that, like, just complete, like, your bedroom is Ninja Turtles posters. Your, your floor is covered in Ninja Turtles toys. Mm-hmm. Your Ninja Turtles trash can is filled with Ninja Turtles packaging. Like, everything <laughs> you have, your, your toothbrush. Everything Ninja Turtles. Over the break, I listened to uh, David Sedaris's um, Santa Land Diaries, where he talks about being an elf at the Macy's Santa Land in 1989, and he wow, he talks about this one moment where a kid he's like, "Today, a kid asked Santa for his father to come back to life and for a complete set of Ninja Turtles." <laughs> <laughs> those kids love those turtles, and I one of my like fondest memories is getting a Leonardo figure and going into like what was at the time would be my future high school gym um, <laughs> with my sister playing volleyball. And I had this memory of me playing with Leonardo and I didn't really know yet what it was. It was like, it was a cool toy I saw. I was, had swords and they fit in his back and that was really cool. And some kid walked up to me out of nowhere and it says, you have a Nintendo? Yeah. Do you, do you have punch out? Yeah. Prince for life. Password to Mike Tyson is 0073735963. And just said it. And I was like, okay, cool. And I've literally remembered it for life. Wow. And so Leonardo and Ninja Turtles are inextricably linked with punch out. That was your I Like Santa kid from Christmas Story? Yeah. I, I, like, <laughs> God, I can smell you from here. Well, that's sort of the point. That's why I listed my anus. God. But anyway, so... Don't bother me. I'm stinking. (laughs) So naturally, when it got around that Nintendo Power... And again, you have to get in your mind, like, no internet, 
and magazines are hilariously out of date and will literally report any rumor. Mm. Well, yes. Like, it just doesn't matter. And they'll just say whatever. With no screenshots, just a paragraph, Ninja Turtle video game? There mm. will be one, question mark. And that's it. <laughs> and that's, like, for a month. And everyone at school is going to be... And then, so when it finally comes out, it's... Oof. But was it's weird for many reasons. One, the cover, they're all wearing the red bandanas, and it's old art from the comics. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, that's... great, actually. It looks like they're landing from another planet. Yeah, it's... It ties re- into the Michael What's Michael cool is I have that cover. Mm-hmm. I, as a kid, I had that poster, which is a huge version of that art, and it's really cool. They're fighting foot soldiers. my little brother might have that poster, too. It's a really cool piece of art, and I, I remember I stared at that for a long time, but it's super weird thinking, like, that was their box art when the game was not modeled after that at all. I'm guessing it was yeah. a Japanese company. Whenever you see adaptations from back then, even some of my favorite Capcom games, it's sort of, I think, a Japanese company taking an American product they don't know all that much about. They're given but, a booklet, like, here's the things that are important yeah, here, the characters. Yeah, but the North American box art would be decided by North America. True. So it's very weird. By that, Ultra Games. Yeah. Well, Ultra Games, which is another story <laughs> to tell, which is... So Konami, Nintendo of America, is one of their most famous practices back in the day, was... Very ruled, very much ruled with an iron fist. And Nintendo mm. of America said, you cannot release more than five games a year, period. So Konami, who had released way more than that in Japan, was like, but we have more than five games we want to bring to the U.S., made a dummy corporation, more or less, called Ultra Games. Uh, you will know them most, uh, what, like uh, Metal Gear Skate was, or die. was Ultra, Skate or Die, and, of course, the first Ninja Turtles game. Which skater. does make me think, like, what the hell was Konami too busy publishing that they couldn't fit these giant brands Stinger. Under their Konami brand. Stinger, track and field. <laughs> well, it's like Russian well, they, attack. Well, Contra, like, I mean, Super C. I, I mean, right, they had right. a lot of stuff going on. and I'll like let it slide. They just had a lot of stuff, so they made up this whole separate thing. And uh, I think Snake's Revenge was ultra still. I think so, yeah. Um, let me see what I wrote down here. The non, now non-canonical <laughs> Snake's Revenge. Um, in Europe, it was Palcom Software. Um, that's the name <laughs> of the dummy corporation made in Europe. Well, it's also, uh, they're, they're not ninjas in Europe either. They're hero turtles, yes. yeah. Uh, you can read if you want to read up on uh, if you want to read about this game over press start to continue uh, very yeah. good book um, that goes in, goes into the history of Nintendo of America period very good book if you want to know your Nintendo mm. history and actually video game industry history game over I can't recommend it enough it's very clear makes Such a good book. explains yeah. everything very clearly it's a very complicated history that just like here's what happened you'll understand at least the NES era very well yeah it, it's especially if you didn't grow up during it and didn't weren't reading in between the lines so. That that book gave me context for stuff I was reading in EGM, GamePro, Computer Games and Video Entertainment, uh, <laughs> and just kind of connected a lot of dots in my head. So, but it, more towards some point, Ninja Turtles. When it finally came out, we all played it, and it was a video game. Yeah. That was a side-scrolling game where mm. you pick four Ninja Turtles. They all have vaguely different powers you and moves. Beat up legs and clay face. Yeah, it's it's the <laughs> same sprite for all four. But then the bandana changes color and their weapons. Like Donatello has a super slow bow, but it deals a ton of damage. Raphael's super fast but super weak. Look like pinwheels. Yeah, what Raphael's was useless. Yep. Uh, Michelangelo was my favorite, or Leonardo, because they just the weapons were the Leonardo. only like vaguely Leo. useful things. Donatello was actually. Ultimately, probably the best. You just have he to is for that sewer level. You, have to tear, you want to tear things below you down. Yeah, you just have to play it a lot better. But it's like just a poorly designed game. Like you take a bunch of damage you're not supposed to. It's just well, it's, as an eight year old, you're just and confused. It's all over the place. Like sometimes it's a top down driving game. Sometimes it's a platformer. Sometimes yeah, you're that bomb disarming level. Bomb disarming. The swimming in the dam is a notoriously crappy. makes me hate seaweed forever. Yeah, yeah <laughs> just like why does seaweed do this? And one of my least favorite. <laughs> They're uh, turtles. Uh, <laughs> 
alert sound effects when you get down to like three bars of health. Yeah. Yeah. Not a great game. But and I remember that was the first the music film. That the music was super good, but then the, that that game was the first time I felt like is everything not good? <laughs> like and I had <laughs> a moment of crisis like thing it's ever. like I love this. Well, I, I think it's we're also good. And, like, we, and my, my friends like we would lie to ourselves. It's, like, it's good. And then I remember the I first time one of, of my friends said, "You know, I don't really think this game is very good." And I remember like feeling <laughs> in my heart, feeling my stomach sink. Like <laughs> he's right, but in but outwardly, I was like, "No." It received Nintendo Power's 1989 Game of the Year. Uh, yeah, a Game of the Year over Mega Man Two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, eighty nine. Oh, Jesus. Uh, uh, that had to be a fan vote. Mm. Deluded yep. fans. Yep. All in um, So, but we'll go into some songs from uh, Ninja Turtles. The overworld music? Yes. Okay, I'll talk about it. Uh, so the soundtrack, uh, this is Hidenori Maizawa, um, who worked on Castlevania 3, Life Force Contra, Bayou Billy. Bayou Billy! Uh, really good one-up. It's actually a really good interview with one on one-up about uh, talking to this guy. So the Konami sound of mm-hmm. NES games of the day, this is a guy behind a lot of that. So really cool soundtrack. Uh since they're all pretty short, uh, we'll do title screen. Uh, but you can really, to me, you can hear the Castlevania three kind of coming out of the title screen music. Um, Overworld, super upbeat and peppy. Chris, you had a story about. I just it, the, when I think recollect me walking to school with a backpack. <laughs> it's, it'll be the music you're about to hear. Yeah, and it uh, makes me very happy. Sewers, and this is probably Oof. the most like. The song you go like, yep, that's where I remember I hated traumatic, the game. traumatic memories, memories. and then uh, we'll do the underwater area uh, because <laughs> it is actually pretty good music and it's yeah. very aquatic and it has a nice sound of swimming underwater and swimming through these caverns. Even again, they're turtles; they should not have that much trouble. <laughs> um, and then the caverns, which is surprisingly long and a varied song, and picks up at the end. And it's like again, this is music that like. Did anybody else think they were suckling at those bombs like a like a nursing on a breast? <laughs> No. Whenever I said their arms would be down there. And <laughs> That's how you disarm a bomb. <laughs> you kiss it to death. Uh, so yeah, we'll do title screen, overworld, sewers, underwater, and the caverns. Basically the whole soundtrack to the game and be back.
Wow, all that work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, classic. Yeah. I actually... You made it funny. <laughs> and about that, the first movie is still really good. Uh, yeah. But it, well, it's more... Very that, true to the comics. That music I've never really noticed is... Are all variations on the theme song? Yeah, like very, very, very subdued, clever. No, there's a lot of that. The and as, as we get into the Ninja Turtles two and four, uh, there's a lot of what I would call like the heroes in a half shell. Yep, the little reprise of that like recurs over and over again. It's like eight bit, eight bit, eight bit, eight bit. And then it's all yeah. There's there's every every single one has a reinterpretation of something in the theme song. That's very clever. I just like when I played the Ninja Turtles the first game on the NES. I don't know if the arcade game was around at that point, mm-hmm. but that was in my head as what Ninja Turtle video game should be. And I think the music, like, just that was, that, that just kept me engaged with the it. The NES, yeah. the original NES? Yeah, one? I'm oh, like, okay. the game itself, horrible. The music, <laughs> yeah. great. And I'll stick with it. Because they had, like, the Konami top talent. Like, mm. yeah. there's a reason all that 8 bit stuff sticks with you, is because yep. these people are very good. I have a game genie. I'll just power <laughs> um, but uh, the <laughs> NES combos had a very cool, have a very cool version of Ninja Turtles. <laughs> it's a medley. So it's the title screen. Um, they play like, the whole soundtrack in this big, long medley. Whoa, uh, so darker than I was expecting. But way more interesting later on. <laughs> Sounds like something from uh, Super Mario Sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> this I would drive to college like every day with this. Like, wow! Gonna so get an a. You're going down to the beach with surfboards sticking out of your Jeep. <laughs> gonna get an A on that test. <laughs> I didn't say that. That is the only song I've heard with like a musical question mark at the very end of that beat. <laughs> bump up, up, what? <laughs> I'm a turtle walking around the town. Look out for seam rollers. They're the different buildings. Uh, uh, uh. So, sorry, Hank. Do you remember on the? It was that group that does stuff on College Humor Geek something? They did that that perfect uh, joke song to the. Oh yeah, Dorkly. about Ninja Dorkly. Yeah, where they it's to the theme of Ninja Turtles, but about how awful the NES game is. Yep. Of like Leonardo's D. Donatello's <laughs> super cheap. That's yep. a fact, Jack. <laughs> This game totally sucks. <laughs> now, I also Turtles for Nintendo. Next one's better. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty true. I also, uh, it's been so long. I don't think I can't even remember if I ever met a person who talked like Michelangelo, <laughs> or if they ever. Uh, existed. I know one person that talks like Michelangelo. Who? We all know him. Ah, yes, maybe a California accent. But yes. uh, what I just was going upstairs and like Spicoli. Sean Penn's performance well, yeah, of Spicoli in Fast Times. inspired by Spicoli. Yeah, I don't know. I just wonder. I think the lines are a little interchangeable. Well, yeah, it's pizza, <laughs> dude. It's definitely <laughs> inspired by. Time. Whoa, man! Hey, Mister Hand. With you. Mikey and his brothers are destined to save the world. This always works. Thank you. Hi, Kiba. Michelangelo's Hi, voice Kiba. being high pitched is like no. He is a. <laughs> he is a tobacco chewing surfer. Yeah. <laughs> Sound like you smoked Whoa. like a pack and a half a day. Yeah. Totally not cool, man. Yes. Can... You shouldn't do drugs. That is so <laughs> not tubular. <laughs> Drug dealers are dorks. Don't even talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> me and the me and the Muppet Babies agree. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, God. That's I, something to seek out, guys. Watch that. Cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue. Uh, but then what was Marv Wolfman's deal with Ninja Turtles? Oh, I'm not aware of that. He might have uh, written some of the comics for Archie, I think, or something. But, uh, Did anybody ever get to the bottom? Like, there was well, a, Marv Wolfman became a TV show writer, so he might yeah, have written some so episodes. A couple years ago, Gallagher claimed he owned the Ninja Turtles. Or Gallagher was an early investor with Eastman and Eastman Laird. Laird, yeah. okay. On, on the whole Turtles enterprise. Surprise, he ba- they barely got pizza. I was into the Turtles way before everything else. Was, now, why don't I have a TV show? I wanted them to be obsessed with watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> um, separate from Gallagher, mm-hmm. that all feeds into my like this weird, hazy memory of, like again, it's something I can't really explain. And maybe you only feel it when you're a kid. And if you look back, you're like, uh, probably wasn't that mysterious. I was just a kid and didn't comprehend things as well. Mm-hmm. But with again with no internet and like as a kid you can you I mean you couldn't even like call your friends on the phone all that much it's like you had your time monitored a lot and like mm-hmm. contact outside of your house was like schoolyard any friends that live nearby that's kind of it really especially living in the middle of nowhere where I was but it's like not only was it like you would hear through friends yeah Ninja Turtles cartoon is on this channel at this time you're like I don't believe you and then you watch and it's not and you're like where did you even hear this. <laughs> and then you finally figure out where it is, what time it's on. You're like, okay, got it. And then you go to some video store two towns over, and they have a VHS you've never seen of Ninja. You're like, what is this? Two From whole F- episodes. So I watched From the FHE. Uh, FHE. Yeah. So there was this video called The Epic Begins or something like that, and mm-hmm. it was like Krang and the blimp on the cover. And I watched this thing, and I would watch it over and over. At this point, I already had what was the first episode. It was just Heroes in a Half Shell, I think, and it's like mm-hmm. all four. It's like a purple box. Mm-hmm. And it's just the first episode, in which Rocksteady calls April O'Neil a bimbo. <laughs> and I'm still amazed. Like, come here, you little bimbo. And I'm like, it's pretty good Rocksteady. Kind of yeah. surprised they let that go. Surprised they let- I, my favorite Rocksteady, I have just one line I remember. Bebop gets the crap kicked out of him. <laughs> and he goes, I'm coming to help you, Bebop. <laughs> <laughs> Bebop, like Bebop like, looks so much like Macho Man Randy Savage. Well, when, whenever he gets like uh, first, like right before they get turned into Bebop and Rocksteady, he's like, "Wish I'd brought some comics." <laughs> and then he zapped your pig. Uh, <laughs> man, I can't find the line. Come on, Internet, what are you doing? I just want the uh, the line of Rocksteady trapped in a, in a zoo cage. Go, come here, you little bimbo! <laughs> I'll make you eat that camera. I've got the whole first episode. Memorized. I just remember that FHE logo just yeah. coming on, yeah, and that spelling itself. Once you out. see that come on, you're like, ah, fun's gonna start. But uh, so the thing was, this epic begins video was the first episode. But I was like, why is this shorter? This is missing things. And then it was like, all of a sudden, it's hot rodding teenagers. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's Crane getting yeah, getting neutrinos. And then all of a sudden, it's Crane getting a body and getting really big. And there's a blimp. And like this is awesome. And I realized later what it was, was they took the first three tapes, which mm-hmm. is Heroes in a Half Shell, Hot Rotting Teenagers, which is itself a two-part episode with Hot Rotting Teenagers and A Thing About Rats, mm-hmm. even though A Thing About Rats is supposed to take place before Hot Rotting Teenagers, so it's backwards, because they're referencing Baxter in mm-hmm. an episode you haven't seen yet. And then the next episode is The Shredder mm-hmm. is Splintered, which is where they actually go fight him, push them into the Dimension X portal, get the blimp, fight Krang, and then that's how this sets up the status quo of the show. But that uh, Epic Returns video is like a condensed version of those three tapes in one tape. And I watched that forever thinking like, what is, this is confusing as hell. And no one ever explained any of this. You just have to piece all this stuff together as a kid with no internet to help you. Mm-hmm. And it just was really indicative of like wanting to be curious about things and, mm-hmm. and find out the answer. I'll never find it. 
the Nine TV promo oh, yeah. is mo- largely because that's all the channel was. It had no network affiliation. Uh, it played a ton- all afternoon was Batman and Ninja Turtles, mm-hmm. and the promo was just clips from that and clips from Citizen Kane. So it was nice. like it was yes because they welcome had, they, children they had the rights to that movie, and so like I have all those lines in my head. <laughs> Gonna get him, dude. Find out about Rosebud. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Safari Sam. I should probably continue stuff. with the show at this yeah, point. We really, uh, we have digressed so much. We Miles. are old men. Wow, that's what's going to happen. What? These happening. podcasts are going to go on so long that you'll be able to gradually hear us go senile. Well, what, what's, what? And we'll start telling stories of podcasts like they happen in real life. Oh, like, remember the first time we remember when we radar? met Duke Lombardi? Oh, Where was that? Oh, I think God. it was at a tennis resort. And then we conclude that segment with like an now available on lunchboxes. Um, <laughs> it's a crappy thing. No one remembers. That's what's going to happen. It might happen, but how about I wanted to just can we monetize? I do a pop, <laughs> I do a, a pop culture podcast. I need a couple weeks off to endure more pop culture. It's true because I'm not getting any new stuff at this point. Yeah, well, the, your kids' pop culture sucks today. So yeah. it does not. Adventure yeah, Time does not suck. Gravity Falls true. does not suck. I know, I know. Adventure um, Time is awesome. Right, you should watch Gravity Falls. It's really good. What is Gravity Falls? Disney Channel. I'm guilty. Disney, the Disney (laughs) Channel, Disney Channel basically wants to have its own Adventure Time slash regular show type show, and so it's Gravity Falls. It's very similar style of humor, though a little more slightly. It's like Twin Peaks. Yeah, it's Ah. it's Twin Peaks with kids. And Kristen Schaal is amazing as Mabel. Like, I yes. love Mabel so it's much. It's like your Twitter She's, avatar yeah. background, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. I know I love Mabel. She's the greatest part of the show. But well, the right. Turtles Arcade. Turtles yes. Arcade. So that brings us to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, the yeah. arcade game. Now, mm-hmm. uh, some background on that arcade game, which is a four-player beat-em-up that's been on Xbox Live for a long time now. It's removed, actually. Is it? It's yeah. gone now? It's Probably with all yeah, the kerfuffle between Konami and Ubisoft. Okay, right. And so, same with Turtles in Time is gone, too. Oh, uh, the reshelled is gone? Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that later. But uh, Matsuhiko Izumi, Miki Higashino, uh, which she's mostly known for uh, Suikoden, and uh, later... Uh, it's really good music. And we'll uh, also show up again later in this episode of Tournament Fighters. Man, we are going long. This has got to... Mm-hmm. Got to move along. Uh, but that, that arcade game was another one of those heard it through the grapevine things where a friend yeah. calls me and says, There's a new story that can't give. It's a coup. They're like, slow down, what? I gotta go. And it's just like, uh, slow down. It's like, there's the Ninja Turtles arcade game, and and like you could like the ghost outline M- Mr. Simpson, like like, <laughs> like that's what I, where I'm just gone. Like my parents, like mom, and like so you go to the arcade and it's like. I know everyone has this equivalent where you round a corner and it's basically like heaven on earth just mm-hmm. showed up and seeing this arcade oh, game. Dr. Pepper machine in the desert. Yes. <laughs> With this arcade machine. And again, this is the heyday of arcades. This is like 88, 89, whatever it was. 90s, right around in there. And I mean, that arcade is absolutely packed and there is a crowd around a Ninja Turtles yep. game. And you get up and you can barely even like... Trying to look over these 13-year-old's shoulders. I can't see. And then you just get this glimpse of these gorgeous sprites doing all these really cool animations. Like, oh my God, he's fighting Rocksteady. And like, just imagine of like having a complete freak out and probably just losing your mind. And I was also like, this is pre-Riddlin where I like lost. I was probably bouncing off the walls. <laughs> That's probably barely a metaphor. Like, and just pumping money. Just doing parkour all over the like, arcade. Like, uh, as close as you get to without being thrown in prison. <laughs> and like... 
playing the game, and it, I mean, at this day and age, it's a two button. It's a it's a <laughs> yeah. beat 'em up. But it doesn't oh matter. My, no, but, yeah. but that level of care, it yeah. just didn't exist in an it arcade game. It was so game. colorful, and yeah. cool. and then when I heard. The characters talk. Mm. I was like, "Well, this is a living Shell cartoon." Shot. Shell shot. Yeah, Shell or shot. when or when a villain would come up and say a line. Yeah. I was like, "This is a living cartoon." I'm yeah. living in in, yeah. in the in the future. And living in the nice food roll, man. <laughs> and then that led into the X Men arcade game, the Simpsons arcade game, all these things we love, like a just, Renaissance. Yeah, yeah, Sunset Riders and good old combat. Why would that be in there? Well, I mean, it's, it's really the, good. It's it's the same template. Yeah. I mean, Sunset Riders is a bit different, but you know. That, but, with that that talk. but then eventually that came to NES, and it was like, oh my god. I love the title of it. It's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, We're Sorry About the First Game. Yeah, it's the called arcade The game. Arcade Game. And they're like, no, <laughs> make no mistake. This is that one you all are freaking out about. And it's a very neutered port. It doesn't look I as pretty. I think it's a great I, so I loved it and I ate it, it up. I I did. Oh, I did too. Oh, I was. did too. Like, it was way better than the first one, and it was... Even though it was neutered, it was still like, that's cool, mm-hmm. it's here, and I want to play this. So it was super fun, those dive kicks alone, the sprite oh, yeah. of that dive kick. So there was some weird Pizza Hut promotion yeah. to get the game, and it was like, wait 12 weeks for delivery. So I was like waiting for weeks trying to get this game, and just ended up renting it over and over in preparation, <laughs> and then it never came. Uh, and then oh. I didn't get it for like almost like months and months after. Like maybe like it came out whenever, and I didn't get it till Christmas because it just never showed up. You bought it through Pizza Hut or like through a it free... was some there was some promotion where it's like about. it's like if you bought twelve mm. pan pizzas in a year or in a month, yeah, I they remember would, that. Nickelodeon magazine with Chevy Chase in the cover. <laughs> yeah, you remember the? Do you remember the ad on the back of a million comics of like yep. that showed the? ooze being yeah, dripped yeah, yeah. onto the arcade machine and then yep. shrinks down yep. to wow. your uh, NES. And uh, I think about a. 400 comics I have the back of them is Nemesis for Game Boy <laughs> yeah like, like think like yeah, which is basically Gradius um, but uh, so yeah uh, a very important game music. <laughs> the music is pretty good too um uh, we'll do this these are the NES versions uh, apartment building this is the first level and, and jog your memory uh, snowy um, snowy Central Park mainly because that is one of the unique levels to the NES game because they added two levels mm. uh, that weren't in there. there was I remember a, that snowy one, oh, snow one and a samurai one. Uh, so Snowy Central Park and then Technodrome, uh, which is Technodrome uh, also hits that Castlevania and also even sounds kind of Ninja Gaiden-y to me. Um, we'll do those three and be back.
very last levelly song. Yeah, it's very mm-hmm. uh, it's a sense of gravity to it. And Henry, yeah. you were saying in the break, like the oh, the art the art of that cover, the box is like really cool. Them busting through this brick wall, mm-hmm. and they're drawn <laughs> like they are drawn like their cartoon selves, yes. but it uh, had a, an extra level of quality to them. It's like well, it looks reminds me of the Archie comic art actually. Yeah, yeah, which I really like the Archie. It comics. was fun. Um, and uh, th- a lot of these soundtracks, uh, the this this soundtrack particularly Turtles too. Came from uh, the Technodrome forums, mm. uh, which actually has uh, a lot of these uh, God's fires. This person in the forums who actually ripped a lot of this stuff. So hats off. Yeah, TMNT two was. Uh, there weren't a lot of two player at the same time games that at least that not, I owned on the not NES. Not a lot. Yeah. So like me and my little brother played TMNT two all the time, like constantly. Do you know if it was the first game to have? I know it's not. It can't be the first game that had the bosses blink to indicate. That is Being the thing I the associate it it's, with. It's what I associate it with. Well, they turn red and then they blink. They right? turn well, no, they but they blink faster. Yeah, they do. Oh, yeah, yeah. Death. I feel like it must have been in something before that. It, I think so, but so it was we can first com- time I encountered it. We can compare the NES versions to. I do have the X, the uh, arcade version. This is the burning building that we just heard. So, because it's an arcade game from the mid, early 90s, late 80s, it's going to be very uh, mamey. I would say genesis Same kind of thing. And then the Technodrome. Man, listen to that hitting you. It's like pumping your chest. <laughs> Man, listen to that. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Chris, I see you oh. clicking a lot of things. Are you doing something? I found a poster that was available inside. Uh, well, it's, it's later on in the, the, the legacy. I'm sorry. I'm distracted by the smell of my own fart. Oh, no goody. It does not smell good. Can we say fart on the show? Ninja Turtles would never say fart. <laughs> I think they might. Um, that brings us to Team and T3, the Manhattan Project. Which <laughs> forget the... Freaking Triceratops firing a weapon on the box. That's a Triceraton. <laughs> uh, Come on, bro. I know, but it's just like, it's. You kids have no idea how rad that looked and how sh- crappy everything you have in- looks by comparison. <laughs> you have no dinosaurs, fi- muscular dinosaurs firing weapons on any of your stuff, so shut up, Adventure Time. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure Ponies. they would. Like it, that's the thing I loved about Ninja Turtles. Like it, it gave you these increasingly ridiculous scenarios, and they're just like, nah, this is normal. <laughs> in the sense, and I mean, you know, it's, modern stuff. Made, modern stuff does it too, but it's just had like, a, a way about it. But it was, it was how very, many times have you dropped the same? I thing? don't know. I'm just touching stuff. Uh, <laughs> had a very, but they were all like gimmicky toy based things. Whereas this was all like animal based stuff. Everybody had the same body, but they were generally animals with a personality, and they usually reflected that in the cartoon. I did love the Triceraton figure. It was super cool, bright orange. Oh, I had him too. Yeah, yeah. You oh, know, yeah. speaking of those toys, I love the little details they put on some. Like I had, um, I had the Rat King toy, and there were like little rats on him, yeah, and you yeah. could totally tell he had no. He, these see little points, nostril holes where his nose wasn't. And, oh, weird. And yeah, I liked all the little details on this way. Same with the like stuff that was attached to the uh, the the rock general guy. Now I can't remember General Trag. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All the all the little like crevices on his body. Like, yeah, they yeah. put a lot of extra details on that. Something like that. Anyway, I also remember being one of my favorite Christmas gifts. Opening it up was the complete set of the 
uh, movie turtles. Yeah, those were weird because the their body squishy, parts all came off. Yeah, but their squishy skin yeah. and like their, but they had different skin tone. And yeah, they looked all completely different. And that I uh, actually got most of those on a trip when I was in Pensacola, Florida, back in the day. Oh. And a Toys R Us that is still there to this day. Super <laughs> weird uh, that that's still there because I was there just like in 2011, and I'm like, this thing is still here. And I have like different decades of memories. Like I remember buying. Movie Ninja Turtles in like 1990. I remember eight years later being here buying Beast Wars and Beast Machines stuff. And then now <laughs> I'm here today buying a Transformers Unicron uh, little mini dude in 2007. And then in 2011, I was there and I didn't buy anything. No, maybe about a Godzilla. It's a cool story, bro. Uh, moving forward in the Ninja Turtles 3 Manhattan Project. Uh, Yuichi Sak- Sakakura Tomoya Tomita, uh, who's on Contra Force and Snatcher who we all know now, <laughs> and uh, Keizo Nakamura, uh, who worked on Rondo of Blood. If you remember our Quite Rock a, Block of October, yeah. which was all Castlevania episodes, four different Castlevania what episodes. What a crazy were. October that was. It was great. Um, never do that again. Uh, I didn't play much of Manhattan Project when it came out, because I think by the time it was out, Super NES was already either out. You were out, playing Super Castlevania. Yeah. And, and also... So that's what I wowed at. There's an, On eBay, there's a poster of... What's this character's name, Henry? Oh, that's Ki- um, oh. Go... go. Goemon. Goemon uh, from Konami. It's just Michelangelo looking vicious, a fire dragon from Life Force, ah. Dracula from Super Castlevania wow. 4, all in one poster. Wow. And it's for $9, and I called it. Wow. I, Did you buy sur- that? A surge gonna, of power is headed your way, says the poster. I am going to. I have to. Yeah, I'm interested in that. Oh, uh, is there going to be a bidding war? So, hello, so, you a birthday <laughs> present. No, you, yeah, thank you. Um, Preeminent thanks. Uh, but so Manhattan Project was basically they they took cues from the arcade game. We're like, let's just mm. make that again. But they knew the what, what games kids want. Yeah. Did like, you know this was known as Ninja Turtles Two in Japan? Thank you very much. Weird. I didn't get the first one. Oh, well, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the one thing they did do was make each of the Ninja Turtles pl- like have different special moves because in the arcade game, if you hit A and B together, you would jump and do the same <laughs> kind of jump swing attack. Mm-hmm. And this one, they were all different. And like Michelangelo did this thing called, they, they called it kangaroo kick. And he would stand on his hands and like kick backwards. And all of them had different special moves. I remember, didn't Leonardo spin around? Yeah, he spins around. Yeah. And it's more or less the same kind of thing. And it was a fine game. I, I rented it and was like, yeah, okay. Um, but it's kind of a weird anomaly in that it what didn't come from the arcade. It wasn't based on anything. It's just, and it's called the Manhattan Project. So it's really hard to Google. Um, but, uh, we'll do three songs from that. Uh, this is area two, area four, um, and area four, I really get this pop punk vibe, like, like a 39 smooth or Kerplunk green day area, <laughs> or even there's like aspects of the strokes in there. It's wow. not really, it's not really the same thing, but These like are bold statements. I, I know. I know. <laughs> like this is me like rever- <laughs> retroactively assigning meaning to some old songs, but just, there's some thematic stuff going on that I like. This is reminiscent of stuff I hear in music today. Like, these were made by very good musicians, so there's a reason they will have these kinds of stuff. Uh, and then scene eight uh, has a voice sample that we heard similar to the one we heard in the opening song from the Genesis. So, Henry, I'm sure you will agree, hearing voice samples in the NES was very uncommon. I know, yeah. Just hearing them say, Cowabunga! Yeah. Also, a fortune. Are you going to be talking about the Game Boy one? Ball of the Foot Plan? I'm not, but uh, we'll yeah, get to that in a second. Okay. Just a second. We'll do those three Music. songs. Yeah. And we'll be back. 
Yeah, you all see how you. Yeah, there's there's some pop punky stuff going on. It's interesting three too. games in to see how well how many different ways they could vary could find variations on the Ninja yeah. Turtles theme and yeah. main theme. And that that last one, uh, scene eight, uh, you'll hear that melody again in Ninja Turtles four, like almost that exact song just reimagined as kind of a sixteen bit thing. Speaking of sixteen bit, let's move right into Ninja Turtles four, uh, Turtles in Time. So this is Turtles in Time is. It's, it's weird. Some guy on YouTube had just done a, a bunch of amazing remixes. Oh, really? Yes, like like, but not just like. There's a lot of Will Smith, Fresh Prince remixes, but there, he also mixed it with Metallica and um, uh, Motorhead. Wow, Motorhead, <laughs> a lot of good TMNT4 remixes. Uh, Ninja Turtles Four, uh, Harumi Ueko, who worked on Gradius Three and Mystical Ninja, uh, Kazuhiko Uehara. Matsuhiko Izumi, who worked on Metal Gear 2, and Solid Snake. Mm, not Metal Gear Solid Yujimbo, 2. Yujimbo, who... Yeah, come on. All right. <laughs> who did meet the Ninja Turtles yeah. in the Eastman and Laird. I think it's number 10. I don't remember the number. Right. Then. He they was do. on the cartoon, too. I was trying yeah, to think of Shredder's, Shredder and Splinter's original name. Hamato um, Yoshi and Rokusaki. There you Rokusaki. go. Rokusaki. Impudent dog, bow before your beloved master. <laughs> and he can't, because there's a knife in his shirt, and he pulls the knife out. Impudent dog, you would have... Well, I don't remember what he says. Anyway, uh, Ninja Turtles 4 was... It was so weird because oh, there's a lot of crossing wires here, so I'm trying to figure out where to start. So it, in the arcade, it did come out in the arcade as mm-hmm. Turtles in Time, Absolutely. and it was basically a sequel to Ninja Turtles 2, the same thing that made us freak the hell out in like yep. 1990. Um, but it was called Turtles in Time. But then when it had to come home, they needed to call it Part 4 because there was a 2 and 3. So it's called Turtles 4, Turtles in Time. But in the arcade, it the, the opening... At the same time, the coming out of their shells tour is happening. Yeah. So, in in the arcade, it opens. The actual opening of the show of of the uh, arcade game is the. And it's like showing up the teenage mutant ninja, and this blew my mind as a kid in the arcade. Like speech coming out of a game. Here we yeah. go, title screen. Oh. Like, yeah, my brain would have exploded. So, but the first, the first arcade game had the original cartoon theme song in it. Like a, a couple seconds of it. I but remember. that's like, oh, so seeing that. Okay, so this arcade where I saw this is in Pensacola, Florida. It this arcade is still there because I, which is blows Pensacola, me away. Pensacola, Florida does not change. It's still there. This is also the arcade where I first saw Street Fighter Champion Edition. So I walk into this arcade, and this again, no internet, no way to know this stuff even exists. And I walk into an arcade. There's a new Ninja Turtles arcade game, and there's a different Street Fighter where I can play as in Bison. And I'm like, <laughs> like, like just freaking out. My parents are probably like, oh god, just here, here's ten dollars. Just shut up, shut up, shut up. And uh, just spent all. All of like hours, just, <laughs> and then it comes home, and and what's actually cool is as another connection of Street Fighter and Ninja Turtles, the EGM issue where Turtles in Time and Street Fighter for Super NES are reviewed. It's the same issue, and both of them got platinum awards, like nines and eights. And I remember in the review for Turtles in Time, they're like, "It's weird in a month where a platinum winner doesn't get Game of the Month." <laughs> because yeah. the game of the month is Street Fighter 2, which got higher ratings than Turtles in Time, which got a platinum award. So Turtles in Time was a very good follow-up where the characters still kind of play the same. It's not like Ninja Turtles 3 where they all handle differently, so it's kind of a step back in that regard. But 
you could do all these cool things like throw foot soldiers at the screen oh, yes. and all these extra cool moves and little extra animations and little extra stuff thrown in there. Not to mention you go backwards through time so you get to see all these different environments. You're not stuck in New York. Just a very cool game overall. But, uh, well, before I get into Hyperstone Heist, we can go into some music from Turtles in Time unless nice. anyone has any other uh, things. Nah. Um, but it's weird because by the time this came out, I was kind of... Not over Ninja Turtles, but this is like getting into it's year three. Yeah, and I'm the I'm, second movie. You're I'm sort excited of for it. It's but. after the second movie, so I'm kind of waning. I'm not like that great, but then this game comes out and it just brings it all back up again. And I just totally bought this game. And what was really cool is when you play through it, or you could put in a code and you would unlock their comic book colors, hmm. where they wow. weren't they weren't the bright green, they were darker green, and they had no pupils. And you could play through them as their you know quote comic book versions. So that was kind of cool. Uh, so it does share a, a soundtrack. Uh, that's what's weird is there's different composers, even though the soundtrack is basically the same. Weird. Uh, the Super NES and Genesis versions were handled by two different people, and they took most of the same music. But then you hear the Super NES version and you hear uh, Genesis version. And in generally, I like the Super NES versions of almost all of them better. But there are a few Genesis ones that are worth splitting. Um, so we'll go into uh, the Ninja Turtles 4 soundtrack. Super weird because it goes from like very sock hop almost <laughs> like uh, to like a lot of electric guitars and orchestra hits. It's a really eclectic soundtrack. So we'll do Bury My Shell at Wounded Knee. <laughs> uh, yeah, the puns. The I puns. The... Um, uh, Neon Knight Riders, which is beautiful, beautiful music. Uh, which again, this ep- I found this out that because you're bouncing around through time, mm-hmm. Neon Knight Riders is supposed to take place in the year 2020, and wow. I mean it's like straight up F Zero level future where it's like hovercrafts and floating cities and lasers, and it's like that's seven years from now. <laughs> well, it's going to be just was, as boring. At the time, it was 25 years, yeah. man. It seemed so crazy. And then Technodrome, let's kick show.
So it's totally nuts. It's yeah. all over the place. And those orchestra hits just... <laughs> so That had to be like a Konami secret. Because I think I heard it in Sunset Riders, and that's it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, um, but uh, like I said, the voices... Uh, so someone... Uh, so Luke Maxwell on YouTube has actually uploaded all of them. Alley Cat Blues. <laughs> <laughs> so there it goes. So this goes through... Sewer Surface. This goes through all of them. So, Alley Cat Blues, by the way, just look up that and Will Smith, and you'll find one of my favorite remixes. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> Technodrome. Let's kick shout. So the, let's hear, kick shout. Let's not get personal. Just say the name of the song, sir, and let's get out of here. <laughs> Prehistoric Turtle Star. That's Turtle Star. Colin Crossbone. Boo, boring. Bury <laughs> my shell at Wounded Knee. So, Burry, oh, so I'm Burry. guessing Canadians. Neon Knight Riders. Wingnut's the boss of that level. Super cool. Uh, yeah, AD 2020. That's, that's great. It is. Yeah, that, that definitely sounds like interns at that point. Uh, so, here's, here's my favorite. You'll know why. Darby, where no turtle has gone before. Uh. <laughs> Technodrome, the final shell shock. Technodrome, eh? It really, yeah, it sounds more Technodrome, eh? We're back in 1992, eh? Sounds more Canadian with every moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but like I was saying, uh, Hyperstone Heist and uh, Turtles in Time had basically the same game, but slightly different, but the same soundtrack. So a lot of the songs cross over, so you can hear the Genesis version of everything. So I did want to point out two uh, examples of the Genesis song, um, just versions of the Genesis music, just for us uh, in comparison's sake. So we'll go into Skull and Crossbones, which was in the Super NES and the Genesis, as well as Sewer Surfing, which is in the Genesis and Super NES. Mm. So we'll listen to those two. And uh, well, again though, the uh, Genesis version, Masahiro Ikariko, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show. So again, different uh, different composers, despite being the same game. Which this happened with Sparkster. Um, and a few other games where the games were actually different on Super NES and Genesis. It wasn't like, we'll just port the same thing. So if you had both systems and had the means to give both, it was like, this is a meaningful reason to have both machines, or we didn't just copy-paste. It's so, kind of cool. Konami didn't have the most efficient <laughs> development <laughs> pipeline there, obviously. But. Yeah. Um, so we'll do those two songs in the back.
So very eclectic, very strong. Uh, I would say the Genesis music in general just hits a lot harder. Um, to, for comparison's sake, uh, which I do love the Genesis music. It's super cool. It is amazing that they were able to replicate that one little ching. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought that would be yeah. in the Genesis version. But for example, here's the Super NES uh, Skull and Crossbones that we listened to. Up ahead a bit. So, still good. I still like it. But that part is all orchestra, whereas the Genesis one was a little bit less orchid. Well, the Genesis usually did those types of sounds better, like the meow, meow, meow. And this is the Super NES version of. Still super energetic, still pretty good. But for whatever reason, I prefer the Genesis version of both of those. Um, so moving forward from uh, that is into something I wasn't really going to put in here, but then upon hearing the soundtracks, I was like, actually, maybe I should. Uh, is TMNT Tournament Fighters. Ah, Turtle which, Combat. Turtle Combat. Which <laughs> really, yeah, when you push start, the voices in the game alone are just so weird. That was when I had stopped caring. I was getting out, excited about Turtles. I was more or less outside of Ninja Turtles at that point, but Ninja Street Fighter was so big, yep. mm-hmm. and merely by Ninja Turtles being in a fighting game, I'm like, I have to play it. Mm-hmm. And then ended up getting it for Christmas, because I was like, you know, 94 was a crappy year for games, generally, <laughs> outside of Donkey Kong Country and Final Fantasy III. Mortal Kombat 2, Breath of Fire. It was a pretty good year. All right. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, you know, I ended up getting it anyway. But yeah, when that turtle combat plays, as I thought it said turtle comeback, where they're like, "Oh man, it's back!" I call it a comeback. We're here. Please, please call it a comeback because we've been we've been floundering for a while, and that third movie really sucked. So I don't know what we're gonna do. Um, but uh, tournament fighters is Kazuhiko Uehara again, who you heard before Another for the name. Super NES version, and the Genesis version is Miki Hikashino. Um, who we heard earlier as well. So they were dramatically different games. Yes. Uh, well, all tournament fighters. Uh, are different. Um, the NES version was Konami's last game for the NES. And the Genesis wow. version had a different roster. The Super NES had a different roster. Again, completely different games, different soundtracks. Like, this kind of also, thing is not this, done anymore. At this point, Konami had dropped the Ultra Charade. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, yeah, that was that was all totally done. I think even, I think even Manhattan Project was just yeah. Konami. Uh, but we'll do three songs from Tournament Fighters. Uh, this, this is a Super NES version. We'll do three songs from that, which is Enter the Tournament, Cafeteria <laughs> and Sky Palace. And the music is super weird. The whole game is bizarre. So we'll do three songs Super NES, but then we're going to do three songs Genesis, just for some comparison. And Character Select, which is basically the enter the tournament of Genesis. Uh, Michelangelo's stage, which is like some easygoing trance music. Weird. <laughs> and then Donatello's stage, which really reminds me of Jamiroquai. Mixed with every Genesis cliche you could think of in one song. Uh, Really good example of Genesis music. Uh, So we'll do those and we will return.
we all agree that reminds us of Donatello. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. That's uh, the one who does machines, very right? thoughtful song. He does very machines. Uh, do the new turtles are they? Uh, they have different personality attributes. Like one of them is really into social gaming. <laughs> <laughs> one of them really loves uh, Zynga, and yes. the other one's like oh, the, one, the other one has a really like Michelangelo has a very serious gambling problem. <laughs> I would love to make stuff for Etsy. I would love if <laughs> one of them likes parkour, <laughs> papercraft. I love if one of them was like absolutely obsessed with Gundam style and was responsible for like one million of the one billion views. It's oh, just... it's, look what I just found in my Pinterest. <laughs> have you checked our Twitter? Uh, uh, I don't know. Nemo. Yeah. Um, so Henry, you mentioned Fall of the Foot Clan really quick. Yeah, the uh, the Game Boy one. It was. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's all right. Yeah, the Game Boy one. Uh, the uh, it was one of the first. You know, so I think the Christmas I got my Game Boy, it was the gift was, you know, came with Tetris, Super Mario Land, and then this game and. It, uh, you know, when you look at it now, structurally, it has a lot in common with the bad original NES Sort of, one. but the sprites were really big, yeah. and it was yeah. a little... Gorgeous-looking huge sprites, which looked even in a green. Great box Like, look great. Yeah, great box art. And the opening, to me, seeing those detailed pixel art versions, like the turtles' faces fly by, I was like... Man, this is this yeah. is amazing. This is what a technological marvel this machine it's is. It's a Camp Deadly of uh, turtle games. <laughs> and you could uh, mm-hmm. change the difficulty enough that I could get to the end <laughs> as a kid. Um, yeah, what is the... So the epilogue of this game. Freaked the foots, mangled the mousers, totaled the technodrome. Big time can-can New York Broadway show ending, I guess. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I forgot that. Uh, yeah, this was the music I remember from this game. Was this this detailed sprite of all four of them coming up on the screen? Ah, uh, so yeah. excited! Oh, yeah. And it was like, "That's impossible! How did they do it?" Uh, it's a pixel art. That's how. Yeah. <laughs> so ending the ending the show will be the credits of uh, Ninja Turtles Four, which is the most yeah just uh, musical. Like it just seems like it's ending a play. Like this was all a show. In the Blazing Saddles. Yeah. Stick out your chest. Sort of. <laughs> Um, but yeah, thanks for listening to VGEmpire.com. Thanks for your comments. Thanks for listening. Uh, thank you all for talking Ninja Turtles. No Anytime. Problem. We all have podcasts to plug, I believe. Anytime. I, just in the middle of it, I'd like to plug my Twitter because I finally was inspired to get a new uh, header on my Twitter account, which has never had one. Hmm. Um, yes, it's from the DOS game for Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Uh, and I am on Cape Crisis, uh, the, the comic book podcast. And I'd also like to talk about my Twitter, H E N E R E Y G. Treading on ice. Then I see it, buddy. <laughs> well, he said Twitter first, so I think yeah, he opened, to, by the way. He opened the door. Ow! So, yeah, oh, you're fire. really, you're courting danger. That, that's Shake everything that's falling. <laughs> everything that's. Everything that's falling are scissors. Which Dave, and there's like six scissors feet. on the ground right now. <laughs> yeah, you're dropping scissors around your and then bare picking feet. them up with your feet. That's <laughs> the best part. They're also meat scissors. Uh, cheap popcast. Oh, wrestling. Uh, and Dave, take on Twitter. Uh, Brelston on Twitter. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see you next time with uh, a very athletic edition of VG Empire. Ooh. See ya.
Thank you.